0: how we all function and really taking a look at that and saying, am I, am I living my life for me? Am I, am I an active participant in my life or am I just showing up each
1: day, just wherever I think I'm supposed to be or who I'm supposed to be? I think that most of us really do know what it is for us that like, we know we're cute. I think the issue mm-hmm. can be that we're not taking them seriously
0: Yeah, because it seems totally. like
1: nice to have. It's like, oh, I know that I would really feel better going for a walk but that's almost as if it's like some just indulgent thing that and even if it was some indulgent thing like a massage if that is the thing that's going to get you back to the place where you want to be as a human do the thing. I like to have my hands in a lot of different things and for
0: a long long time a big part of my life I saw that as a negative thing like oh I'm a jack of all trades but a queen of nothing but I'm starting to see more and more as I, as I age and grow and learn, um, it's actually a really awesome thing and it's not something that everyone can do. So I'm holding that as a strength of mine now, as I move forward, I'm all over the place and that's kind of the person that I am. And I'm really honoring that in this season of life. It's okay to start things and not finish things. It's I'm like, I burn everything, right? Like I'm never, I'm never I am the worst cook because I can't, I have a hard time staying in one place. I want to like go do the next thing or go sit on the floor with my kids to play. And like, that's okay. Because at the end, you're catching the sun. You're in the, the moment. And so if you start something and then the moment passes and you're no longer into that or feeling that emotion or whatever it is, it's okay to move on and leave it unfinished. Because isn't that what presence is about? Not forcing it.
1: Help Me See is a podcast that redefines the word vision through vulnerable and real conversations, my own private introspective ramblings about the things that I think about in the wee hours of the morning, and my deep core belief that your nothingness is your everything and all you have to do is see. I'm Bianca Mora. I'm your host. I am an educator, a photographic artist. And I believe that your daily photo habit can be the key to unlocking the ability to be more present in your everyday life and live deeper into your intention and purpose. We're not about the small talk here. Grab your coffee, get cozy, and let's talk. So my friend Megan Moran says that the most unique asset we own is the connections we make to ourself our peers, and our community. And that that currency actually affords us our dream business and life. So with this at the core, Megan created Connect, a much needed retreat for mompreneurs. And I'm going to be there and I'm really excited about it. And I wanted to share the info with you in case you would like to join us. It is July 13th to the 15th in Chagrin Falls, Ohio. There are also virtual tickets available, but if you could be there with us in person, that would be so exciting. So this is for mama entrepreneurs who are ready to connect with themselves and others. If you always feel either present or productive, but somehow never both at the same time. (laughs) Megan has two and a half days planned Chock full of soulful strategy, strength and support, and guilt free self care. All of this goodness happening while connecting with people like you that just get it. I'm so excited to be there. And if you're curious about more details and want to join us, head to the show notes and click my special link, and you can find all the info there. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Help Me See. So, if you are someone that considers themselves to be multi passionate or likes to have your hands in a lot of different projects at once, um, and even sometimes can struggle to finish something or, you know, stick with something for an extended amount of time because your passions take you elsewhere, this episode is for you. It is filled with so much gorgeous. Um, validation and examples of how that's actually a huge asset and a beautiful thing. Uh, we have Katie Dragas. Uh She is a mindset and personal growth coach that's coming on the show today. And she's a full-time working mama and wife, and she's committed to celebrating every single day and sharing the honest truth of working mom life. I'm going to read a little bit more about Katie. She's got over 17 years of marketing and event planning experience, uh, community service work, and she's combined her loves for creativity and cultivating connections and helping others with one-on-one coaching and community-based program work. Katie is passionate about helping other busy mamas identify the missing links and finding joy, managing their time more efficiently and doing less in order to achieve more. Her program is called Unleash Your Awesome and you can check out her weekly Unleashed email newsletter and I will have the links in the show notes. Before I hop into our juicy conversation, I wanted to let you know that I'm hosting a workshop, a free workshop called Presence Through Photography and it's all about how your photographs can deepen your life experience. It's about powerful self-discovery through your daily photo habit. I'm literally combating the whole idea of It's gluttonous to take a photo. Why can't I just be in the moment? And telling you exactly why photographs and the art of taking a photo, even just a casual snapshot can actually be a portal to dropping you deeper into a moment and even more so deeply into your life. So if you're interested in this and you want to join us live or you want to get sent the replay link, go ahead and go to my show notes and click the link and sign up there. I really hope to see you there. I am so stoked about it. All right, now on with the show. Guys, listen. We <laughs> we're just rolling here because I'm here with Katie and and all of our our talk before hitting record is everything that we want everyone to hear. So Let's just get on with it, Katie. Welcome to Help Me See. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> Live from so happy Vinny to have you. Live from your Vinny, man. If if you're watching on YouTube, uh, because I'll, I don't really talk about it a lot, but all of these episodes are also uploaded to YouTube. So if you're watching the visual, Katie, explain to us where you are. So
0: I work full time, and I do lots of fun things like many of us do in the pockets of our time. And I love to be in my car because if you're a working mom, you're in your car a lot. Um, And the minivan is like the greatest place to, for good lighting and for quiet. And so I'm in my minivan sitting in the back seat between, literally between the car seats.
1: And it's perfect. And also, (laughs) of course we're diving right in. I still have to ask you about your, your background and everything, but you just said something pockets of time. I think that is such a huge key and such an unlock for um, just more in our life. Welcoming more time and space is not underestimating those pockets. Like, look what you're yeah. doing with this pocket. Yeah. It's and you where can I also do faster. nothing. You could also be sitting staring at a wall. And if that makes you feel better, then that's an amazing use of a pocket of your time.
0: Yeah that's why I love the minivan. It's a quiet space where I can freely talk. Um, and I'm sitting, I'm at work. I'm just in my minivan versus in my office because, you know, there's distractions at work and, and I'll get back to it after this, but this is my, my, my break today. And that's when I'm using it to be here with you. So thanks for having me. Oh
1: my gosh. I'm honored that you're using your break to be here with us. Um, I cannot wait to talk to you specifically about, so this month we're doing, and it's going to go more than a month because this topic has been so amazingly fulfilling and crazy what I've learned through talking about it of presence. But, um, Katie is specifically a mindset and personal growth coach, um, nutrition mentor and full-time marketer. Let me see, triathlete marathoner like, all right, we got to, we got to talk about a (laughs) a lot of versions of me. (laughs) Um, and Katie specializes in helping busy moms, and I feel like this topic, the heart of it, was uh, presented to me from the the base of busy moms, um, not feeling like they're ever present enough for their life and for everything that they're doing. It's like, what's the point if I can't just be here now? So I'm I'm specifically excited to talk to you about this. Um, before we get going, can you just tell us a little bit about just how your story, how you found yourself here today in this minivan talking to me, and uh, what lights you up? Sure, um, life lights me up. You know, I, I
0: like many of us, I'm a I'm a multi dimensional person. I'm a multi passionate person. I like to do a lot of things. Um, I have two little boys, and they are extremely active and loving and amazing. But also, you know, having children has really <sighs> helped me realize that it's okay to be, it took me a little while to, to be the different parts of me. I don't have, I'm not just mom. Um, I love being really present when I'm with my kids with them and focusing on them, but I also have different parts of me. Like I like to go running with a girlfriend. I like to go out and get, you know, margaritas with girlfriends too. Like there's all these different versions of me. Um, my husband and I have been together for a long time and we're both, you know, We work really well together and we both have hobbies and we do things and we're kind of passing back and forth sometimes it seems like, but, um, we do honor that in ourselves. And I think it's really important. Um, I work full-time in marketing. I've worked in marketing for 17, over 17 years. And, um, I work for my kids' pediatric practice, which is amazing. I love my job. I love the people I work with and I get to do all sorts of different things, which I love. I get to do community outreach. I get to do events. I get to work closely with providers, Um, and staff. I get to do social media and creative and website because I'm just, I'm not a person that sits still very often. I like to have my hands in a lot of different things. And for a long, long time, a big part of my life, I saw that as a negative thing. Like, oh, I'm a jack of all trades, but a queen of nothing. But I'm starting to see more and more as I, as I age and grow and learn. Um, It's actually a really awesome thing. And it's not something that everyone can do. So I'm holding that as a a strength of mine now as I move forward. And we met in a coaching community. I love being parts of coaching communities and business communities. I'm always learning, you know, I work in marketing, so I'm always trying to learn more. Um, The industry is changing daily, it seems like. Um, And I also, I coach moms and it kind of fell into coaching years and years ago. Um, People would ask me, how do you have so much energy? How do you do all the things you do? And, you know, it's, I am not a master of time management. I'm a master of, getting resourceful. I'm a master of I'm not a master of saying no quite yet, but I'm a master of turning off distractions so that my brain doesn't go to the next thing. Because I do a lot of things. So um and I'm also a really big celebrator of life. I love every single day I wake up and I'm just, I feel so grateful, even when life is hard because it it's it's hard. Like bad things happen. Um, but I really do try to celebrate even the little things because, you know, I want to live a life that is fun and I feel fulfilled and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place and that's kind of the person that I am. And I'm really honoring that in this season of life.
1: Oh, that makes, (laughs) that made me so happy to hear, um, because yeah, that's, that's that stupid quote, a jack of all trades, queen and whatever. I, i see that as such an amazing attribute. And I love that you're honoring and holding space for that. And I guess let's dive into it. Knowing that you have a lot going on and you're energized by all of the different variations of, you know, activity and just things that you welcome into your life. Can you tell me a time in your life where you felt extremely present and just describe it to me from like a mind, body, soul perspective and like what it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I am with my, I mean, I work hard during the day and when I am with my kids, my phone is away, not all the time, but most of the time, I have all my notifications turned off. That's one of my mindset hack tips for moms. Um, we got a trampoline for Christmas. This is a more recent one. And it's like a little, it's like our own little world. We get in the trampoline, me and the two boys, and we zip it up. And I, you know, sometimes I have my phone because it's cute and I want to take a picture. But most of the time I don't have my phone and we play games. We pretend like we're animals and it's like, we just have a blast in this trampoline. And I honestly feel like no one can touch me in there. It's like the three of us, no distractions, no work, no... And we're laughing. And the way the sun even comes in and the trees come in and the trampoline, like it's when we first got it, my husband's like, oh, my gosh, he was not a fan of it at first. But I really feel like when I zip that that thing up, it's just the three of us. And, you know, my husband's there sometimes, too, but the, you can like that's presence to me. We're just laughing and having so much fun and being silly and being ourselves.
1: Oh my gosh. I, I haven't been on the trampoline in years, but some, for some reason, when you said the way the light comes in, like, I kind of understand what you're saying. And I almost remember that. And I don't know what I'm remembering it from, but so beautiful. How old are your boys?
0: They're five and seven. So, oh you know, this gosh. is like the new toy we have. Um, you know, and we, we have a backyard where neighbors can see in our yard. I grew up in a, in the country where we didn't have neighbors. So I'm not a big fan of like people looking into my yard. I kind of want to be. Alone, and for some reason, even though I know you can see us jumping in the trampoline, zipping it up feels like it feels like our own little world, and that just is special.
1: I can imagine that that's gonna be a um like an imprinted memory for them as well when they as they grow, yeah. Oh my god, so I think that that's actually something to touch on too is that uh, I think oftentimes we can think about presence and it has this kind of like very grounding still connotation At I I feel sometimes, but I love how you're describing your first thought about what's presence like for you as like jumping in this trampoline and like laughing and having so much fun. One of the things that I've noticed in myself, um, is that my expectation of presence, like if I come to come to see it and come to know it in one way, and it, feels like really rich and this very immersive experience, um, sometimes that can help me or cause me to miss it in other areas of my life where it doesn't feel that same way, but it actually is just presence manifested in another way. Can you explain Mm -hmm. another way that you feel present?
0: Yeah. I wanted to start off with a trampoline example too, because, you know, when you hear the word present, it's not like being on a, a glamorous vacation, sitting on a boat, you know drinking a cocktail like you might see like it could be the simplest thing sometimes it's just a, a moment and sometimes it's even looking you know my mom took a lot of pictures growing up and we always were like oh mom but even just looking back at the pictures she sent me a picture the other day of my sister and i i don't know if this answers your question but it's what's coming up for me she she sent me a picture of my sister and i but it was a picture that she took from inside of a scope like a, like a beach scope when you go, when you're little kids and there were no digital prints at the time. And it's, you could see the like inside of the scope and the rainbow in it. And it just made me so happy because my sister was making this like classic sister face and our arms were around each other. And this before my brother was born and it just like, it brought me back. I mean, even though I don't remember, I was like four, I don't remember that moment. It brought back like the whole beach experience to me when I was a kid, every, You know, every time we would go to the beach, which I'm really excited, we're leaving to go to the same exact beach place tonight, um, for the weekend. Uh, I know I'm like, Oh, I'm so excited. You should recreate
1: that. But wouldn't it be so
0: cool? Uh, (laughs) We'll talk more about that too. Like, and bringing my little boys back to the same place that I was. And it's just really interesting how a picture can bring a picture of a picture could bring back a memory that's like almost like a lifetime full of feelings and then getting to do that again with my kids so um just I don't know like we used to always be like oh mom all the pictures but it really it it, like it just connects you to a whole new world that is just like expansive
1: uh I, (laughs) I think that I'm gonna do have to do a mashup of like in this series, I keep telling everyone that I have goosebumps, but I do have goosebumps. <laughs> what you just said about looking at that picture kind of gave you the world of feelings about your whole beach experience. Isn't that the epitome of presence? Like for me, when I think about presence, I think about uh, the notion of how crazy it is that you can sink into a moment, something so specific and oftentimes the most simple, um, quiet thing, or you know, non-assuming thing. And it is like a world exactly what you're saying with a trampoline. Like it is our world. So for me, the idea of presence is like it, I directly correlate it with like the possibilities that photographs give us and open for us is that by choosing something so specific by pointing this at this or at this or whatever you're choosing you are just like leaving yourself this breadcrumb of this world that there are no words for. There's like a bajillion words for, and they all come to you at once when you look at it. It's not so trippy.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like a whole montage. Like it starts flashing before your eyes, and it. I wasn't, re- you know, thinking of pictures that were taken per se, but like really feeling like I was in the moment just from this scope picture. It, it's you know all those memories that are inside like they're there. You just have to find a way to unlock them.
1: Access them. Exactly. Actually, when we talked Access, the first time you told works. me, a, told me a story about, um, your son. Didn't your son take a picture of you that yes. and you didn't realize he did? Oh, yes. like, can you tell that story? Because I just did sure. that the other day. Cause I was like almost crying.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my, so my oldest son is seven. He'll be eight this summer. And um we were doing a girlfriend of mine is an amazing photographer and we were doing a mommy and me photo shoot. She had asked if I could do, I'm like, sure. Get to hang out with a friend of mine. We go over to her house and we were walking down to this little creek to do pictures. Um, and on the way there was like a field, you know, like a just it was a messy field of like weeds, basically. Um, but there were some flowers in the field and the lighting was great. And so she said, Hey, Katie go run into that field real quick. Cause she knows I'll do it. And like, I'll take a pic, I'll take a picture of you. It'll be fun. And so I hand my seven year old, um, I think he might've been six at the time. Actually, this was last summer. I handed him my phone really quickly just to hold it. So I didn't have it in my hand and she took some pictures of me and I kind of was joking around and jumping around in the field. Um, and we walked down to the Creek, you know, and, and, um, got my phone back and whatever. And then later on that day, I pulled my phone up because I, you know, I wasn't looking at my phone. We were playing, we had so much fun. And he had taken a picture of my friend, the photographer behind her, taking a picture of me. And it was so special because, yeah, like I was excited for the picture that she took. But the picture that first, of all, like the fact that he thought to take a picture mm. and then I got to see what I looked like in his eyes, you know, joking around and being mom in the field is is even more precious than professional picture it just it, i mean it brought tears to my eyes and i asked him about it and he was like oh, i thought you looked, i think he might have said like i thought you looked pretty or it was a fun moment or something and i'm like oh, child like that's what oh my gosh that's love and that's what life is about you know and and how often do you get to really see yourself through your
1: child's eyes you know oh oh, my I'm God. Cry. It's <laughs> the second time i'm crying i'm crying this is the <laughs> second time i've heard the story i knew it happened It's just so, I have a son and maybe this is hitting especially hard because I could only hope he would do that for me one day. It's just so, and that's another thing too, is that I think that in today's day and age and like with, you know, technology and the vilification of our phones, I think that taking photographs the vibe of it has all, almost become like a gluttonous, shameful thing. Mm-hmm. I think that it's like, well, why can't you just be present? Why? But I think that when we have that very narrow view of it and we're not open to seeing what else it means to take a picture, where like exactly what you said with your son, the fact that he would even think to do that, it is like, it. you know, that even though he can't articulate this at that point, it sparked something inside of him to see his mama like that. And he on his own took a picture of it. And in that sense, like to me, photographs are like little like offerings of gratitude and acknowledgement mm-hmm. and like showing that, like, I, I did see this, not that you need it, but just, I often say that like, whether you take the photo or not is kind of a mute, a moot point, even though I'm biased and I would rather have the photo. Um, but the impulse, the, the, the point that you thought like, this is so special. I want to keep it forever and take a photo of it. Yeah. I mean, what,
0: (laughs) you know? And, and without, without the tool of a phone, whether you take the picture or not, it gives you that opportunity to have the impulse to go, wow, this is a special moment that I might want to grab my phone for. And, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I don't want to get out of the trampoline and go grab my phone because it changes the energy up and there's no way I could recreate it. But, but other times I'm like, I'm going to go get my phone because we're having so much fun and I want to capture this, you know, if it, you know, if I can, um, but without having something that you can easily take a picture with, I wouldn't, I would, I don't know if I would appreciate it and have, like you said, the word, the impulse to say, to think. I need to stop here and pause for a minute. And I've even so one thing I do with coaching clients too, because a lot of moms feel bad that, you know, they want, I'm on my phone all the time. I'm on my phone. I don't want to be on my phone. Sometimes we even, we get into the habit where I'll say, okay, well, if you, if you don't want to grab your phone, but you're having a moment, um, maybe even just like hold your hands up. Like I'm holding it up like a camera to my eye and go like this, or I've even had people, you know, take a moment and like literally pinch yourself, which feels weird. But like it, it, it's, it, it's, that same impulse, it creates that moment of like, let me lock in this moment, just the feeling here. And, you know, if I get a picture great, but if I don't, I'm still, I'm still taking a minute to honor it.
1: Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. Pinch yourself. That's so sweet. What a great idea. Oh my gosh. And, you know, I guess diving into your, your work with your clients, you have exposure to like a wide array of moms and what is your take on this? And like what you've heard, And how do you, I guess a little bit more about how you coach moms through this, this kind of struggle that we have. And it's, I, I say struggle, but it's also like an amazing like opportunity too, that we, that we as moms acutely understand the importance of presence because we're looking at this like horrendous magical magic trick in front of our eyes of our kids growing up so fast. And it's like the pressure to like soak it in. Mixed with like the overwhelm of life and like all the things that we have to do. Um, And so it's just this whirlwind of like pressure, but also knowing that like being present should, quote unquote, should be effortless. You know, how do you coach people through that?
0: Yeah. Um, You know, COVID, being home with my kids a lot more during COVID has taught me a lot. Um, When I'm trying to work with my kids at home, I can't be the present mom that I want to be or that they need. So, you know, it really has helped me reframe the part of mom guilt that comes with being a working mom. You know, am I spending enough time? Am I um, am I giving them the attention they need? But when it comes down to it, I am a really, uh, uh, an extremely multi-passionate person and I need to have things for myself and and my kids need to have things for themselves too um they're in camp this week and the first day i picked them up from camp they ran out to the car and i asked how their day went and they said the best and it made me feel so good because the day before that was a holiday and i was home with them trying to work and it was not the best day i just felt horrible trying to trying to like you know do both at the same time so it's okay to compartmentalize and you know be a really good employee and be a good mom when you're when you're with your kids or Sometimes it's okay to not be, you know, the hardest working person or the best mom in the moment. It's okay to have the ebbs and flows because we're all human, and there's so many different parts of us um, that I think it's important to honor all the different pieces that make us a whole. And so that's what I talk about with with moms and clients and caregivers. Um, not everyone is a mom. I have some caregivers in the group who are actually taking care of their own moms and maybe don't have children. So that's a a whole other um, you know piece of our community that we really come together and kind of round each other out. But we talk a lot about, you know, working mom tips. Yes. But like how to get resourceful or how to let go of some of the guilt, reframing things, reframing is huge. Um, and, and, you know, awareness, awareness is the key to opening the doors before COVID. I would have never, I I just thought differently. I thought about my time differently. I thought about my work differently. I thought about how i showed up in the world differently and now i'm i'm really looking at my life as a whole and like i said honoring the fact that i am a i am a a person who likes to do a lot of things and that is a strength and really like dialing it back with with people and talking you know about who they are where are they in this season of life what goals do they have but then really meeting them where they are because i think it's there's so many programs and so many things that you can sign up for videos you can watch and they're not tailored to, you know, your life, your values, where you are. Um, I think it's important to, to, to have a starting place before just setting a goal or, you know, trying to achieve something that a lot of times your mindset's not even in the right place. You're, you're not going to achieve it if your mindset's not there. So in, you know, in a nutshell, that's what we do. Where we go around and round and make sure that it, it really matches who you are and, and where you want to go in the next step
1: of your path. Yeah, meeting you where you're at—that's that's that's a huge part of it. And I also, I just love how the overall the theme of just leaning more into what feels good and uh, resisting the judgment of of what is, or like the the stories that you made up about, like for instance, the multi passionate aspect of yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah, I started this work. Gosh, probably about ten years ago, but right before my kids were born. But then, when you know, once the kids were born, it was like whoa, big time. purse a lot of personal development, a lot of mindset training, a lot of growth, and events and things that I've been working on myself. And then, you know, as you start to work on yourself, people start to ask, "Well, what are you doing? How are you? You know, how is this working for you?" And you can kind of help help guide people a little bit. Um, and then, of course, COVID just was a was an eye opener for so many for so many people in the world, um, tragic, but such an eye opener and how, how we, we all function and really taking a look at that and saying, am I, am I living my life for me? Am I, am I an active participant in my life or am I just showing up each day? Just, you know, wherever I think I'm supposed to be or who I'm supposed to be.
1: You know, I think it's so funny that, um, a lot of the stories that, um, that I've come to hear when talking about it in the frame of this and like really getting super honest with yourself about what's what for you um, has a lot to start with like when you have kids and also mm-hmm. when you start your own business if that's what you're doing because yeah. it's like per- starting your own business is like personal growth on like steroids and then the same is when you have kids so when you combine the two.
0: <laughs> yes. It is a, it is a, a cool kids are, I always say kids are such a mirror too. I mean, my kids will tell me like it is if I'm, if I'm not paying attention to them and maybe I said I was going to stop working, they will tell me, mom, you said you were going to stop working or you said this. I mean, they really, they tell you, Hey mom, you're on your phone, you know? Um, and, you know, they, I mean, they really, they really, they're very honest and they're honest in really loving ways too. You know, um, my son for mother's day last year wrote, you know, they do like my mom is, and they fill out the stuff. And, um, I remember he, he wrote my mom never, or no, my, yeah, my mom never. And he wrote stops. And I was like, Hmm, that's interesting. Or stops going. That's what it was. Never stops going. And at first I was like, Oh my gosh, like that's, that's horrible. Like I never stopped going. And then I was like, hold on a second. Let's, let's turn this limiting belief into an empowering belief here. I never stopped going right. Like, Hey mom, you want to jump on the trampoline? Yes. Hey mom, you want to go for a walk? Yes. Like I want to be that mom. I have a lot of energy and I, but I want to keep up with that energy. And so I, I turned it around because He really, you know, kids come from a really loving place, so I know that wasn't. I know it was the the second the second one and not the first when he said she never stops going. So we can really beat ourselves up really hard, really easily, and really hard. But like, why we don't have to do that? Yeah,
1: yeah. I love how you checked yourself with that reframe. Yeah,
0: (laughs) and that's the hardest
1: part too. Is that? But I believe that building that muscle is important, and I think it's the hardest because it's like cognitively we understand i mean we're we're super smart we get it we know all the things but it's like you can know everything intellectually and then you're in a moment and that part of you is completely blocked and how how do you help access that moment of like wait a minute like when you recognize that you're going into a swirl of like what's not helpful for you
0: yeah yeah. I mean, like I said, I've done a lot of mindset work and, and I coach moms on this now. Um, and, and, you know, I get in the moment, I can feel viscerally when I'm about to, I'm, I hate to be late, right? So like being late is a major trigger for me and I can feel my, my face get hotter. I can feel my blood start to like literally like boil inside of me. And I've learned the cues like we all know, right before we're about to lose it, right, and it doesn't mean I don't lose it. I lose it all the time. We're all human; it happens. Um, but but I can feel it and I notice it now and take a minute to to breathe. You know, I try, right? Like sometimes it sometimes it works well, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, I'm also really big. I've learned what brings me back to baseline. So we have this conversation a lot um, as moms. What brings you back to baseline? Is it? Do you need a moment to yourself? Do you need I like to move. Movement is my baseline that I've kind of taught myself to do. So I wake up every morning and I work out. It's not the best workout in the world. It's not like I'm not training for anything per se right now, but um, I'm, I'm just a, a calmer, more like myself person. When I move my body in the morning, I get time to myself. And if I can't get that, my husband will even say like, you need to go, you need to go do some movement or something. Cause you like, you're not the same, you know, so you notice these things. And when I do blow up and lose my mind, it happens more often than I would even like after all the mindset work I've done. Um, you know, I really, I really take that into effect and I really think about it and I do a lot of journaling, um, but I can really truly feel it in the moment before it happens. Um, and the same thing with sadness um, sadness. I've had a lot of, a lot of experiences with grief also over the past couple of years And sadness used to be something that I would hold back and not allow myself. I would literally like choke it back. And now I allow myself in my safe space, which is my car, to cry when I feel it. So dropping the kids off for school, I can feel that lump in my throat. I hold on to it. And then I get in the car and allow myself to release it. Music is a great way to release. Movement's a great way to release. So I think it's just becoming aware um, and giving ourselves permission to either let the feelings out or hold them for when it's a you know you're not always able to do this, but hold this for when it's appropriate for you to be able to actually get the full release that you
1: need. I think that most of us really do know what it is for us that like we know are cute. I think the issue mm-hmm. can be that we're not taking them seriously, yeah, because it seems totally. like nice to have. It's like, oh. I know that a walk, I would really feel better going for a walk, but that's almost as if it's like some just indulgent thing that, Mm -hmm. and even if it was some indulgent thing, like a massage, if that is the thing that's going to get you back to the place where you want to be as a human, do the thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah what you're saying makes me think of, so I changed the way I plan my weeks um, when COVID came up because I was home with the kids for a while. Um, I got this awesome planner pad, which you do not need, but I just love it. Um, it helps me visualize out my week. I look at my personal calendar and my work calendar and I combine them. I used to keep them very separate, but I combine them because they make up the whole person. That is me. I'm not just a you know mom and just an employee, right? And I put I put personal and work together on that. And, you know, they say, like, look at your calendar. We'll tell you, we'll show you what your priorities are. I put my kids stuff first. When do my kids need to be picked up? Because, you know, they have, like, they're little. They need to be picked up. We need to make sure that they're healthy. Their doctor's appointments, things like that are taken care of. And then I put my work meetings in places I need, where do I need to be in person? Where do I need to show up? What needs to get done? Then I do like a massive brain dump on all the things that are constantly going through my mind and I'm adding to that all week. But it really helps me look at my calendar and go, okay, I need to be here this day. The kids need to be picked up. Oh, we need, you know, identifying what needs to happen, what needs to get done. And then it also shows me where I have space. And that is something that I was not doing before. I know now, and yes, things change throughout the week, but I know where I have space now. So maybe I get a chance to work from home and that's a day where I can be more creative and work on, you know, social media things and artwork and things for for my job or for my business, whatever that looks like. And then, yeah, if the kids get sick or something happens, then, you know, I, I pivot and I move things around and sometimes things don't get done, but I know that I have the space. And I think once we look at our life like that, and put things physically in our maybe. Maybe you want to go for a walk and you're like, well, you know what? I could go for a walk on these two days. Put it on your calendar and then do it. And if something comes up, that's fine. Things come up, but at least you, at least you know, and your mindset is like, oh, on Tuesday, I'm going to go for a walk in the middle of the day or whatever it is. And that, that really is, it's, it's so simple and it's not perfect at all, but it, it really helps go into the week and go into the day. It really helps ground you ground. It works for me.
1: Yeah. And it's in that same vein of like taking the things that are important to you seriously. It's like, who's to say that only your commitments to other people are the only things valid enough to go on your calendar. That's huge. Like what, like things that are important to you go on the calendar just as much as like your commitments to your kids or your commitments to your job like and then you have I feel like it's just a huge opening and spaciousness is honestly my like number one need I actually didn't realize how and in spaciousness I never realized until after I had kids how important silence was to me Mm -hmm. like I didn't realize how sensitive my nervous system was at all until I had kids Oh, yeah, we could we can talk about even this even <laughs> when they're playing, even when it's like the sweetest thing, and I'm like visually like enjoying it, I feel like I have rabid monkeys in my chest, like clawing me from the inside, like I'm like, how is it that I'm like a, appreciate and love what's happening, but also I want to run a million miles away, <laughs> you know, so I think i I think that coming back to your baseline, establishing where you want to. you want your set point to be knowing, okay, I'm here now, but I have this walk tomorrow or later Mm -hmm. on in the evening. And like, that kind of gives you solace. It's just like having that amount of, um, intentionality for yourself, uh, in the week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and connecting with other, with other people like you or communities. I mean, I really think having a, having a mom's community is so precious because, you can literally be surrounded by people. You can have all the help and support in the world. You can have the most amazing husband or partner, but it also just feels, it can feel lonely sometimes. And it's not, you know, that person's not available, but it's just a different emotional mindset. You know, even just dropping my kids off at camp the other day, I was like, okay, I dropped them off. Like, should I go in? Like, am I supposed to go? Like I drove away feeling like unsettled and they were in a great camp and it was established and everything. But I called my husband and we talked for a minute and he's like, Oh, they'll be fine. Okay. And I called my mom and she didn't answer. And I'm like, I'm going to reach out to my community. And I reached out to my community of moms and I was like, "I'm just feeling these feels right now. And you know, for those who were available at the time, we use like a Voxer messaging chat, they jumped in and they were like, Oh my gosh, we're, you know, we're thinking of you, we're supporting you. We're, we're, we felt the same way or we feel the same way. And so it's just nice to know sometimes that you're not alone you know, we all have down moments. We all have tough times and we don't have to share all of them with everybody. But you know, those times when you really want to make a phone call and no one's available, it's nice to have, I call it I call it tent poles of support, right? Because it takes a lot to hold up yes. this circus. Like this is a circus and I need all the little tent poles to hold me up. You know, my husband, my family, my mom, my sister, my community, my business group, my whatever it is, my colleagues, like we need all of those things to serve the different pieces of us. You can't just go to, well, you could, but it's not going to work out well long-term. If you go to one person for everything, they can't hold you
1: up. That's a lot of
0: responsibility for that one person.
1: Yeah. And this is a huge learning that I've, I've been continually learning over the last year. Cause I'm like self-proclaimed lone wolf introvert, like those, you know, typical, like I'll just, do it and sign your name to it. It's fine. Like, <laughs> but I really can't even articulate how vital, especially in this like new journey of like entrepreneurship, uh, it has been to like meet people that I just, just know, get it. Like you don't even, it's not even like they're giving you answers or advice sometimes, but like, Exactly like I had a situation very similar where I had left my kid at daycare and it was just it did not sit well with me. I was like I should have stayed, but also like there was just all these things and I called my partner and he's like, he's he's fine like I just know I just know from your response that you're not get you don't get what I'm saying. like I'm not asking you to say the perfect thing, but I just know that you're not seeing this. And then I had voxed, um a friend of mine and she's like, I know that is so hard. No. she didn't have to say anything no. else. She's just like, I know to just have feel like seen in that way. It's so healing. Mm-hmm. It's so comforting. And it doesn't, it's not that it fixes everything, but sometimes it actually does. Like sometimes just seeing someone and having them say, oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. is like, Oh God. Okay. I felt like not only on top of like this terrible feeling in my chest, I felt like I was on Pluto or something, but now I feel like more grounded in the, this commonality of this experience and almost like I'm better equipped to handle it next time Yep, and and not be afraid of it just because I, it's not the unknown.
0: Yeah, And just not feeling alone. I mean, it's crazy to me having kids really changed. Like I never had anxiety ever before having kids. And then all of a sudden I was like, what is this feeling? This is a new feeling, you know, and, and I am a huge proponent of, you know, talk. I'm obviously I'm an extrovert. I talk a lot, but, um, I'm a huge proponent of, you know, clinical help and therapy and talking to people and being parts of communities. But like, it's, it's important to explore your feelings. It's healthy to explore your feelings. Um, and it's important to do it with different people who serve different, you know, different parts of you
1: and speaking of different parts of you I did want to ask before I forget so we've explored a lot and you've also spoken a lot about like all the different parts of you and some of that those parts are going out with your girlfriends for margaritas Mm -hmm. or what have you whatever it is um can you think of a moment of presence that is just with you yeah a moment that you had that just feels like yours and yours alone. Sure. So, so morning time is my time. Like my kids sometimes
0: do get up, but that is my time. And I create ceremony around my mornings, like down to what I'm wearing. I mean, I love my morning time. I wake up, I jump out of bed almost every morning because I know it's my time. I'm not that, that is the time that I have set aside for myself with, I pretty much go to bed with my kids. So I know I'm not going to get it in the evening. I am. I am present with myself and with my thoughts in the morning time, and it looks different every day. I, I, do, I know I'm going to move in some capacity and I might do some journaling or some reading, but I don't I'm not a strict planner out of what I'm going to do. I just have a kind of a, an idea And I go into my basement and it, you know, it, I never thought I would be a workout from home person, but I really have, as an extrovert have realized that that space and that time to my own thoughts, like before I check social media, before I check emails, it's, it's, that's the real me. And that feels so awesome and so special because I'm not like altered by anybody else's expectation or, you know, reactive to what somebody else needs. And that to me is the true place that I can ground myself and then, you know, give back from moving forward in the day, whatever
1: happens. Oh my goodness. Uh and can you just talk a little bit more about what it feels like? Like I love, and I'm a huge fan of what you just said about how, cause I kind of function like this as well. Well, one, I try so hard to wake up earlier than my kids, but just doesn't happen. And I, I think I need to move it up even further. Like today I got up at six and I was like, okay, I'm going to be able to get into meditation two minutes into the meditation, my son wakes up. Um, yep. But the fact that you, Know roughly like what you want to do, but you don't know exactly what you're going to do. It's not like you're planning out that time. Can you just talk a little bit more about like the intentionality with that and like your mindset as you move through that? Sure, sure. I I know
0: how I want to feel, and this is a question I ask a lot when people are setting goals or you know have, they come into coaching and they and they're like, I want this is my goal. I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. Let's let's talk more about that. Where are you? Where do you want to go? But really, how do you want to feel? Like I know how I want to feel in the morning. Do I want to feel like some days I wake up and I'm like I want to do, a you know, quick like 20 minute workout and then I want to read more, and so I honor that. Some days I want like a long bike ride and I want to be able to look at my phone while I'm on my bike ride. I have a spin bike, and and maybe create something while I'm and work through thoughts while I'm working out. So it's if I tried to plan it, it wouldn't work if it was too rigid. Um, I have the structure of the time, and I will also say to there were years and years and years and still days now where my kids wake up, your kids sense your energy and your presence in the house. It really, and once, (laughs) interestingly enough, once I understood that and almost came to appreciate that, then they started sleeping more. (laughs) So it was like, okay, I'm finally okay with you waking up because I want to be with you. And now you're going to sleep in, you know? Um, so it's, it's a very interesting, it's almost like the more you resist something or the more structured you try to make something, the more frustrating it's just going to make you because, you know, as kids and, and, and moms and and multi-passionate women in this world, like you can have the perfect plan. You can go out to target and buy the the colored pens and the planner. And I've done that. And I still do that sometimes, (laughs) but, but like you make this perfect plan and it's not going to work out that way. You have to give yourself a little bit of, um, of flow, you know, and, and, and time to figure it out. And sometimes that time to figure it out is figuring out what's not working too. And not everyone's a morning person. Um, I've made myself a morning person because I'm not a night person. Like you have to figure out what works. I, I tried going to the gym at 10 o'clock for like six months, like put everyone to bed and I would leave the house and I would go at 10 o'clock. That didn't work for me, you know? So you try things and you kind of ebb and flow a little bit. And you know, my kids are, you know, I use the term in this season of life a lot because in this season of life, waking up in the morning works for me. It could change tomorrow. And I have to, I'm going to be really freaking frustrated, but I'll figure it out the next season when it comes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Two things you said. One, i I've never thought about it like that. And you just want so much clarity around this for me because I, one day a week, I tell my partner, I'm like, that's my day to sleep in Sundays. And without fail, my kids sleep in on that day. And he gets off so, not that I want, I wish him a struggle, but like, I don't understand. Like, (laughs) and it's because I'm still sleeping. That's so crazy to me. I'm totally going to try to like welcome like the acceptance of it and see if if they sleep in.
0: Isn't it beautiful too when you think of it that way? Like, wow, my 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 child is senses my energy and is like, oh, I want to be with her. Like, that's really cool. And 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 here's what you know. It's still my time. I just need to be a little bit more flexible. So I have a spin bike. It's literally next to the couch. I'll go, okay, guys, good morning. So mommy's doing her workout. What would you like to watch on TV? Let me get you some, you know, I'll get them a snack or milk or something. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to get on my bike and finish my workout. And I mean, they're five and eight now or almost eight. So, um, you know, it's, it's gotten easier. It's not like snack, 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 constant. But they know that's my time now because they wake up. I'm not getting off the bike to get you a second snack. You get one and that's it. And, you know, I have had moments where I have like, lost it and said like this is my time. I wake up early. And I talked to my therapist about it once and she was like, it's so cool that you're showing them that mommy takes care of herself. Like it's actually a good thing um that you are showing them that and you're not just dropping everything and giving them full attention. And so yeah, like they watch they I I plan. If I want to sleep in, I'll sleep in and then they get their iPad time while I work out. And they know they're like when are you going to work out? And I'm like, when, you know, this is the Ah. time and, and that's where they get their iPad time. And so it's kind of fun for both of us. And they're sitting right next to me. It's not like they're in the other room. They sit right next to me and I can see literally see and often interact with them while I'm working out, but it's, it's honoring what I need because I'm, I'm a much better mom in person. If I can get that movement in or get some sort of baseline grounding in. Um, so, and you know, reading and writing is hard with little kids. I've tried to like have journal time while they're on their iPad, but they, they are talking a lot with me. So I've learned that movement is something that I can do while they're awake. Yeah. Um, if They wake up. So, and
1: I learned that by trying it that's and it not working. <laughs> that's huge. I, I know that feeling like where you said, you told your therapist, like it, sometimes you, even when you're like, I, you almost feel like you're becoming a child yourself because it, you feel so desperate. Mm-hmm. You start, like, I start to act like a kid. Like, I'm like, this, I, I did everything I could to set myself up for sleep. Like, I need this time. And what she said is so true about how beautiful it is to show them you prioritizing yourself. It makes me think of, I was actually on another podcast the other day and she'd asked me something, and my own answer surprised me. I never thought about it before she asked me. But it, what you just said made me think of it is that she had asked something about, like, what, Uh, what I feel about my kids seeing my contributions to the world. And I realized when she said that to me, is that like, actually when I think about what's most important for me in terms of myself and my kids, it's actually not, I don't really even care what they think about my contributions or what I'm doing. I care that they feel completely seen by me. And that they feel as though they see me in my wholeness and not, I don't know. I could cry just talking about it again. Like they don't see me as mommy. And then as they grow up, it's like kind of, of course, as they have a bigger capacity of understanding, they'll they'll understand more nuances, but like they don't just witness like one version of me. They see me in all of the wholeness. Actually something that uh, I always remember is uh do you know Dax Shepard yeah so they have a podcast and one time they were talking about how although they obviously don't make it a goal to have arguments in front of their kids if they ever like get tense or whatever and they have like something in front of their kids they make it a point to whenever they talk about it again and resolve it it's not behind closed doors they resolve it in front of them as well so they're witnessing the full scope of like what's going on and that's that is really important to me is to not have these missing pieces that they're guessing about me or about, you know, our family or whatever is to really, you know, basically show them like the wholeness of a person and how it's not all like mommy's perfect. And it's not also all, you know, a mess. It's, it's both. It's the and both.
0: And that's so beautiful because it's going to give them permission as they grow to be their own you know, their own whole selves. They're not just, they, you know, they're growing into people. They're not just going to be one version of themselves. They're going to be different, you know, have different hobbies. Even just having two kids, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so different and they have different needs and it's crazy to see, like, I'm blown away and it, we're only, you know, eight years into this. So this, what you just said, so I had told you earlier, I was reading I blow dried my hair, which like never happens. I blow dried my hair this morning because my kids have a little bit more time in the morning before they go to camp. And I pulled out this book. I read while I blow dry my hair, (laughs) which again, never happens. But um, I pulled out this book. And for those who are watching the video, it's if I had to live my life over, I would pick more daisies, right? And so this is a book, my grandmother, who I was very, very close with, passed away suddenly in October this past year. Um, A lot of, when I talk about grief, and so we're going through her stuff. And I found this book and I had asked my mom if I could, if I could have it. And so it's, it's next to my bed. And every once in a while I open it up and it's just little poems and stories from women. I don't think my grandmother ever even opened it. Um, however, I opened it up this morning when I went to blow dry my hair and I found just first page. And I was like, I have to read this today. It's a, it's a short poem, but it really relates to what we talked about today. It talk, it relates to being a working mom, a multidimensional person. Um, so can I read it to you? Please, please. Okay. So it's called Good Intentions. Now, when I first started reading this, I was like, Ooh, but just wait till the end. So Good Intentions by Doris Vanderlip Manley. Someday you will tell your children about a woman who left behind a trail of abandoned projects. Husbands never sure of ownership, children never certain of devotion. Carvings begun in heat and left unfinished until discarded in another move. Paintings she intended to redo to catch the true brilliance of the scene. Friends she wanted to help in time of trial, but managed only to blow a poem their way. Dresses she started making, but by the time she finished them, her taste or the weather had changed. Cookies burnt to a crisp and cakes that fell when the housewife was submerged by the scholar. From this conglomeration, which makes a life, what will you remember? A woman no more, substantial than a cloud, yet one who caught the sun. Like, when I read this, I was like, just like we talked about being a multi-passionate person and and wanting to be, you know, involved in a lot of things. But then when I read this, I was like, oh my gosh, it's okay to start things and not finish things. It's, I'm like, I burn everything, right? Like I'm never, I'm never, I am the worst cook because I can't, I have a hard time staying in one place. I want to like go do the next thing or go sit on the floor with my kids to play. And like, that's okay. Because at the end, You're catching the sun. You're in the the moment. And so if you start something and then the moment passes and you're no longer into that or feeling that emotion or whatever it is, it's okay to move on and leave it unfinished because isn't that what presence is about? Not forcing it. It was perfect. Page I
1: opened up. It's perfect. Immediately I'm like, I want you to rip the page out, put it in a frame, and then (laughs) press a daisy and put it in with the poem. Oh my god. I I love that your mind goes there. Especially like since you were talking so much about being multi passionate. Like that is like a poem like that's for you as well. Like it's like like,
0: I literally opened uh, it up and I was like, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? That's and isn't it cool of presence isn't it cool that the story is about the woman who abandoned projects because she was always where she
1: was? Mike drop, yes, yes, and this is what I think about when you as you were talking about your mornings and how you know we've talked about specific moments of presence throughout this, but like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I feel like your mornings are such a metaphor for like everything it is that you're doing in your work and in your world and in your motherhood and in your life is that you show up i'm going to cry again <laughs> you show up for yourself in your in the very like beginning of your day to start to honor your fullness you don't even plan what it is you're going to do but you get present with yourself and hear and feel what you need and then you do that And if your kids wake up, you pivot in the way that feels best to you, but really it's all grounded in like really catching the sun. (laughs) Yes. Catching the sun. Like, Oh my gosh.
0: And you can feel, you can feel that, that I can feel the sun. Like I can feel it on my face just thinking about it. And I love the idea too of, of opening it up and reading one page because yeah, I have started, I I have started a habit where I'm reading more and that's been really awesome. But, and I've had to prioritize and give up some other things to read more, but, but you can open a page up and read a book. It doesn't have to be this like planned time where I'm going to sit and read, you know, however many pages or, you know, I'm going to journal for 20 minutes every day. Like it, it really, I think we have to lower our expectations for ourselves and kind of like, catch the sun a little bit more and like, let it, let it be what it is and be grateful and happy for that. And I think that's what celebrating every day is about too, because some days are going to be what you planned and, but most days are not going to be. Um, but you're going to miss out on the, on the beauty around you. If you're, if your head's down and you're trying to force something
1: that's not working. A million percent honoring sometimes when you're like, Oh, I I just read this one page and I have 20 more minutes. I should really get More pages in. But if you feel that the same way as if you feel the impulse to take a photo, like sit with yourself for a minute and honor, like, why is it that I'm feeling that? It's a ping. It's like a soul ping. Give yourself permission to stop. I think that choosing to stop and not take on more, not accomplish more, not be more productive, because you're honoring that deepest, most wise inner knowing that we all possess is more powerful than any checklist that you could accomplish mm-hmm. or anything.
0: Yeah, and you're honoring that space too, which which is hard to come by. So like, if you have
1: it, enjoy it. Yes, it's being available for these moments when they present themselves. Because you could have easily mm-hmm. read that poem and then flipped the page and read another one, read another yep. one, because you're like, I, I'm still going, so let me just... But you... Close your eyes, and you're like, oh, and then you gifted it to us, and who knows how many people are going to be like, oh, taking that with them throughout the rest of their day. You know, it's it's such a powerful poem by someone who, like, I don't think anyone probably even knows who that is. Maybe they do. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look her up. But yeah, Doris. But it's yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Doris. Thank you, Doris, and thank you, Katie. Oh my gosh, this has been such a beautiful conversation. Can you, before we go, tell us a little bit? more about what you're up to all of Katie's links about how you can enter her world will be in the show notes, but, um, anything you got going on, um, in the now.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, we're launching our, and we're always welcoming new moms and and caregivers into our community, our unleash your awesome community. Um, we're mostly virtual, but we do get together and do in-person retreats quarterly, well, quarterly and, and every six months. Um, so everyone's invited to be a part of that, to be a part of the conversation. Um, I'm on Instagram at Katie seven one seven. You'll see seven one seven is my lucky sign number. It shows up in so many different ways for me um, throughout my life. So you'll see that a lot there. And um, I'm on I'm on Facebook as well, but mostly on Instagram at Katie seven one seven. So follow me there. I have a website. It is not currently updated because it is not a priority in my life right now to do that. But um, there's a lot of different ways to connect. And then I do send out a mostly every week newsletter, um, unleash your, uh, it's, uh, I'm sorry, unleashed newsletter. And my goal is to do every week, but honestly, I'm not going to send something out if I, if I don't feel super hard called to send something out. So, um, every week or maybe not every week, you can subscribe to that. And I share stories and helpful mom tips and, sometimes funny videos. So you just never know what's going to happen. So, and I kind of like to live that way. It's fun. And well, thank you, Katie. This has been such an amazing conversation. I've really enjoyed our time together. Thank ah, you so much. This is awesome. Thank you. Um, I don't know how many times we cried or got goosebumps, but it was definitely up there.
1: I know it's not even noon yet. work <laughs> now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace, knowing that you are not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast, rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to, the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.